Welcome to the Coastal Community Church Midweek Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I'm Shayla McCormick, and I will be your host. My husband, TJ, and I are the lead pastors of Coastal Community Church, a place where everyone's welcome because nobody's perfect and anything is possible. In this podcast, our goal is to bring the weekend message to life and to share stories that help you along in your faith journey. Let's get started. On this week's episode, we hear from Susie LaForge, who pastors our student ministry here at Coastal. Susie has been with us almost since the very beginning of Coastal, has an amazing journey of just faithfulness and being present in every season of her life. And I'm so excited to get to interview her on today's episode. So make sure you guys check it out. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Midweek Podcast. So excited to have you guys back here listening this week. Well, this weekend, you heard from one of our amazing in-house communicators, Susie LaForge. She is our student ministry director, and I want to welcome her to the podcast today. Welcome, Susie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be hanging out with you. Yeah, it's so funny, right? You can be on stage and it's like, okay, I feel good on stage, but then you sit down for a podcast and it's like... (gasps) Well, Susie, you've been around Coastal for a long time. You've played a lot of different roles. You've served in a lot of different capacities and you've just been faithful for a really, really long time. But where you're at now is as our student ministry pastor. And so just tell me a little bit about like share with everybody a little bit about your journey at Coastal. Like how'd you end up at Coastal and what is what has that looked like for you? Yeah. So I went away to school. I went up to Liberty University in Virginia. Mm -hmm. And then it was after I came back from college, graduated everything, came back and was just in this really weird. You're probably using everything that you went to college for too. Oh, none of it. Absolutely (laughs) none of it. (laughs) But that's okay. Went to school for sports medicine, somehow ended up in ministry. So cool. So you're in a weird season. Um, so in a weird season and just trying to, I was back home and so, but you're out of place because mm-hmm. you no longer have your friends from high school or anything like that. And so you're just, what am I doing with my life? So many questions. And I had gone back, I was trying to find a church. Yeah. And so I had gone back to the church I'd grown up in and I was just like, oh, I don't know what I'm looking for anymore because being in Virginia, you was exposed to so many different churches and stuff. And so then I ended up stumbling. A friend of mine invited me to Coastal and I showed up to Coastal and just immediately fell in love with everything that was the vision and and the the dream behind what Coastal could be. Mm-hmm. And so I remember just kind of, I was like, all right, this is it. This is home. And it just yep. that first Sunday, I'll never forget, just felt like home. And so from there, I just jumped in and kind of served on every single ministry minus worship. They haven't let me on there yet, but thank um, God. No. <laughs> served on every other ministry, um, backing kids ministry, first impressions uh, with our outreach teams mm-hmm. and just so many different things. And so it's been a long journey, but it's been so fun to get to experience all the different things that you can be a part of here. Mm-hmm. And so I know there's so much opportunity. Yeah. You know, one of the things that, that you said, and this, podcast is going to be very much off the cuff because we can just flow. But one of the things that you said as you came out of college and you were kind of in a weird season where you were just trying to figure it out, what am I here for? What am I doing? I think a lot of people actually find themselves in that spot. Um, What what would you might tell somebody right now that Mm. is kind of wandering in that season of like, I'm kind of just trying to figure it out? Yeah is to find your people like Mm. you, you know, search around, do some research on 
just the mission, the vision of, of maybe a church. I, I mean, church is the easiest way. I tell people all the time, even when they go away to college, I'm yeah. like, hey, when you get to whatever city you're going to, mm-hmm. find a local church. Yes. Find a place to get involved with. It's community. Because it's community. Mm-hmm. And it's everybody. You're all working towards the same vision, which is it, it is glorifying the Lord's name. Yeah. And so it's like you're going to have the same at least unity in in one thing. And so right. you're going to find community with those people. And so I always challenge to find a local church. And so when I was coming back, I was trying to find, you know, where are my people at? Where, mm-hmm. where are the people that see ministry the same way that I see ministry mm-hmm. or see people the same way? And yeah. how, how do they do community? How do they... How do they hang out? And I just remember being able to find those types of people that I just got, that I clicked with Mm -hmm. because we were chasing after, you know, glorifying God's name, but the same way. And so we had just this like natural connection of community and just kind of found um, so much vision. I I saw the vision that you and, and Pastor TJ just kind of proclaimed of what you wanted Coastal to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was at the beginning stages. So it was like, hey, yeah. this is what we want it to be. Um, we're not there yet, but this is where we're yeah, going. We've come and a long so way have. And so just uh, if you're in that season and you are struggling to just kind of find your place, mm-hmm. just do some research, try out different places. And yeah. but you have to you have to give it some time too. Mm-hmm. I, I will say that. You yes. can't just show up on a Sunday. Doesn't I mean for like me it, it it felt like home, but that didn't mean it became home right away. Yeah. And so I had to get in uh, connect groups. I had to join every dream team. I was like, let's go. <laughs> you were involved in all of it. <laughs> I was it. like, which, which dream teams this weekend? I'm like, are mm-hmm. we going to do first impressions or are we my kids this yeah. weekend? And so, oh, auditorium host, I got that, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think you have to, you have to give it some time and you have to actually do the work of investing into something mm-hmm. in order to see if they are your type of people, like if that's which your community. leads to a good point because You've served in so many different capacities. You've been involved in so many different area of ministries. And what of, one of the things that I've loved about you over the years, one of the things that I think is inspiring to so many people, some one of the things that I admire about you has been your faithfulness in every single season. And I think that there's a lot of people sometimes that just want to get to the end result. Mm. I just want to, like, you want the platform or you want the big moment of what I feel like God has called me to. But I think Mm -hmm. the key to achieving that so many times is your faithfulness in the other seasons. Mm -hmm. How was that for you? Was it hard? Was it easy? Have, how, Hmm. how have you seen that journey for yourself? Because I, I do think that there's a lot of people that desire that end result, but Mm -hmm. they, and we just try to work for that Mm -hmm. rather than just be consistent. Yes. Yeah. For a long time, it actually didn't bother me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I loved where I was at. I, you know, I even just had a conversation with somebody the other day. I said, where I am today is a result of the fact that I had a group of high school girls that I just invested in and, and, and I was consistent with them yep. every single week. I picked up a girl from Fort Lauderdale, drove her to Pompano, picked up another girl in, in Parkland. Mm-hmm. I lived in Coconut Creek and drove them to Pompano, then returned, you know, one to Fort Lauderdale, one to Parkland, went back home. And that was every Wednesday night. And so yeah. I just loved them. I hung out with them outside of, outside of the youth ministry mm-hmm. and not just on Wednesday nights, but I'd grab them on the weekend and mm-hmm. we'd serve on teams together. And so I stayed so faithful with them. And then I watched new opportunities open up. And so then, you know, just from 
being in that connect or, or that small group with my high school girls, the youth pastor at the time was like, oh, you have a, you have a gifting with yep. being able to take my message yeah. and make it applicable to them. He's like, let's start getting you into emceeing. And so then I emceed at youth. Mm-hmm. And so it was with every step of faithfulness, but being present with where I was that opened up new opportunities yes. for the things that we're going to follow after. Yep. And then there were times, there were times where I did see vision or I did want the end goal mm-hmm. or I did want something mm-hmm. and I did get frustrated. Yes. But I always went back to, man, if I just stay faithful with where I'm at right now, you know, God is going to open up doors that I could have never seen. And it might not be in my timing because it never is. I no. wanted it now. I wanted it to yep. change. Um, but the timing was always perfect because it was God's. And so mm-hmm. even though I would get frustrated, I even remember having conversations with you and you're like, yep. Hey, listen, your work is going before King, you know, before the Lord, yeah. like he sees what you're doing and, yep. and he will open up doors for yep. you. Um, in yeah. time. And so, and mm-hmm. so yes, sometimes it did get hard to stay consistent and stay faithful, but at the same time, when I would, that's mm-hmm. when I would see God move. Yep. And then I would find value in what I was doing in the present. Mm-hmm. And I was able to see vision for where I was at then yep. and there. And so I think that's a huge thing is not being able to like, you got to stay present. You got to see what are the wins that you're having mm-hmm. right here, right now. Don't worry about the future. Yep. God will open up those yep. doors. And we talk about this all the time at church, because I think a lot of people struggle with this, whether it's in ministry, whether it's in your family, your yep. marriage, your relationships. Mm-hmm. Like we all want the beautiful end result, the thing yep. that we've dreamed of or hoped for. And picture perfect. Exactly. Family, yeah. But really, I think we say this all the time. God's mm-hmm. goal is not um like that end result, but in who we're becoming in the process. Yep. Because as we become that person, then we're ready for the end result that we've always pictured. And so Mm -hmm. maybe you're out there listening today and you're frustrated Mm -hmm. with where you're at, Mm -hmm. you know, and and you're finding yourself in a difficult season. You're just not seeing the picture that you've Mm -hmm. always dreamed. I think what Susie's talking about right now is so key and just finding faithfulness in every single season, finding a win in every Mm -hmm. single season. And a lot of times you don't see that until hindsight. And yes. so you don't see it until later in life. Yep. And then you're like, oh, God, in that season, you were teaching me perseverance. Mm-hmm. God, in that season, you were giving me the wisdom or the answers that I was going to need for three years from now. Yep. But I didn't realize that then. But you were doing a work. And even in that time when I felt like it was too long or the process was too frustrating, you were developing uh, character and integrity inside yep. of me that I was going to need for where you were taking me. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times, you know, being able to look back on God's faithfulness too was a huge thing. Is like, man, I learned this and this and this in those seasons. That seems so tough. Yep. Um, but he was preparing me for something that I couldn't see yet. Mm-hmm. And so, so don't give up. Yeah. Do not give do up. Do not give up that verse of that do not giving up, uh, doing good. Yeah. Don't grow weary in doing good. Yeah. For at, in due time, will read, due time, mm-hmm. due time. That is a key That's thing. Key not in your time. Word. In God's time. Exactly. In due time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, I just had a question that I want to ask you, but now I lost it, of course. Well, anyways, so sorry. moving on. Um, you are in student ministry mm-hmm. now. You are the student pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you love about student ministry and why is that something that you've given given your life towards? Yeah. Oh man, I love teenagers. And I know that that is like the craziest thing. People tell me that I'm crazy all the time. I love that age. Mm-hmm. I love what they're going through. I love the the thought processes. And honestly, what it goes back to is I've always loved youth ministry. God when bless you. I was <laughs> <laughs> when I was in high school, I remember 
I was a part of all my youth groups. And so I was a leader inside of the youth group and just helped serve the youth group. Mm-hmm. And I was a part of our events team. And yep. I would spend hours and hours with the youth pastor and the team um, coming up with different events and all mm-hmm. this stuff. And, and so even when I went to college, I would volunteer at churches and their youth groups. And it was always a part of me. And so yeah. I thought it was so funny later in life when I felt, you know, just this call into student ministry mm-hmm. and stuff. I was like, why did I not see that my whole life? This is what I've always <laughs> always loved to do. Um, but for some reason I just saw it as a hobby, you know, mm-hmm. it was like, Oh, you know, mm-hmm. um, but I love the, I love the potential that every student walks in with. Yeah. I love getting to see, I mean, you, if you look around on a weekend, you, maybe you might not notice this. And so if you are listening right now and you attend coastal on the weekend, uh, next time you walk in, I want you to look at the different dream teams that are around. Mm-hmm. Look at the kids ministry dream team. There are, there are teenagers that are teaching these kids, teaching the next generation. You have them in the cafe that are making your coffees. Mm -hmm. You have students that are outside welcoming you as you walk in the church. You have students that are on platform that are playing instruments or singing and Mm -hmm. and, and they're back in production, making the whole thing happen. And for me, that is just one of the coolest things in life to see Mm -hmm. teenagers finding their giftings and their talents at such a young age Mm -hmm. and being a part of big church and being a part of of growing and furthering God's kingdom. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's irreplaceable. Yeah. Like that feeling of being a part of something like that is irreplaceable. Well, so. and if, I think if you're a parent out mm-hmm. there that's listening or you're a student that's listening, Coastal Youth does such a phenomenal job at creating environments where mm-hmm. people can connect, where they can grow. I mean, I can't imagine how those parents feel that their kids have a desire to serve and want mm-hmm. to show up and to be at church. Mm-hmm. Some of them serve and their parents don't even serve, <laughs> yeah, you know, like, yeah. you guys are doing such an incredible job. And so maybe you do have students mm-hmm. out there that aren't connected, get them to coastal youth. They yeah. do stuff that's fun. You guys have connect nights mm-hmm. where you guys just do so once a month, we have a themed night where the only thing that we are there to do is to connect students with other students and to connect them with the leaders that are in the room of mm-hmm. of just, hey, listen, this is a place for you to belong. And so mm-hmm. once a month, our, our events team just plans some type of themed night where we are just engaging with students and helping them meet people. Because youth ministry, I will tell you, is one of the most terrifying things for a, a new teenager yeah. to walk into. It's like, I don't know what kids are there. <laughs> like, what school do they go to? Do I know any? of them. Yes. And it is so nerve wracking, but for those, anybody for walking into something anybody, new, it's nerve You're so right. But We're that, but that, that middle school, <laughs> high school age, I feel yeah. like you are, you have no idea who you are and yes. you are just trying to figure yes. out so many different things. And so to walk in into a new place is very scary, mm-hmm. but we've just seen a huge, um, return on investment with those yeah. connect nights because mm-hmm. students are like, Oh, I'm going to invite my friend to that yes. night. Cause it's, you know, it's, it's an easy way in. And then, and then we cast mm-hmm. vision for the series that's mm-hmm. coming up and then they come and they hang out, they get to experience worship for the first yeah. time, but we get to cast vision for that through the context, context of community. Is so it's cool. our connect nights on like a specific, like the first Wednesday of the month or something like that? So yes, for the first half of the year. And then once we go back to school in the fall, they end up on the last Wednesday of the night. So it is a little bit confusing. So right now, if somebody wanted to enter in for the first time, I think that's a great night Mm -hmm. for them to connect on. Yep. So So would that be 
Well, okay, so this is what's terrible oh, is because we're leaving for camp next week. So we will actually not even be here the first week of August. Okay, the second week of August. The second week of August is going to be a connect night. So August 11th, if you have not been to youth group, you're going to want to come and yes. hang out and meet some students. You have students that yeah. are in your house. Mm-hmm. Make sure you get them there because yep. you're going to want to be part of that. And the whole reason for the flip is just because then – a lot of the holidays. So like Thanksgiving's at the end of the month. And so yeah. we do, that's actually one of my favorite connect nights that we do is that the month of November, we do what's called Friendsgiving. And so the night before Thanksgiving, we set up tables, huge tables where all the students sit at one table and we have a, a Friendsgiving mm-hmm. dinner together and we have a little talent show and stuff like that. So it's, and so it's see, just I so don't, fun. I don't know about you, but for me growing up, student ministry or me going to youth group mm-hmm. was a vital piece oh, of my huge. life and connection and fun. And I feel like it, it kept me in a decent place while I still made some bad decisions. Mm-hmm. I still, you know, but it kept me in church. It kept me in the yep. right community. It kept me around the right people. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's important that you do push your kids a little bit yeah. to, to get involved in stuff like that, because we want them to have good role models mm-hmm. And good people around them. It was huge for me, especially, you know, I I lost my father at the age of 13. Mm. And so to have a group like and mentors that just poured into me um, at that time and reminded me of of the fact that I, yes, I might've lost my physical father, but I had an earthly Mm. father that loved me and cared for me. And there were people that were actually caring for me in those times as they were telling me about this God that loved me. They were showing me physical love Mm -hmm. to where I was trusting what they were talking about when it came to God's fatherly love. And so honestly, my, my youth group was over... I mean, it, just the people that invested in my life were so influential mm-hmm. and, and the fact that they loved me through my mistakes. And yes. that's what gives me so much grace. You know, people are like, how do you have grace for teenagers? I'm like, I was them. Like yep. if we all exactly. remember who we were in middle school and high school, we were them. We were the, you know, we were seeking the attention. We were doing all these different things mm-hmm. and people loved us through that. And so that's my goal is just to be somebody that just loves these students where they're at and just calls them yes mm-hmm. to a higher standard. And like, this is yep. who you can be yep. and this is what God has for you. Mm-hmm. But I'm also going to love you because I know you're going to make mistakes. And so I'm just going to love you through that. And it's been funny to experience that as a youth leader on the back end of Mm -hmm. it is like, oh my gosh, this is what I put my youth (laughs) leaders through. Like, how did they still put up with me? Well, Um, and teenagers and this day and age between social media mm -hmm. and everything that's happening and, you know, depression, anxiety, all those words, you know, Mm -hmm. that are, that are present nowadays. I think students are facing so much that they don't necessarily know what to process through. And Mm -hmm. so having a safe place and safe community that they can do that. I don't know why we wouldn't want, Mm -hmm. you know, to have our kids and our neighbors and whoever we can get into that environment into that environment. And that's my win for them. Like when mm-hmm. I know it's been a good Wednesday and this is what I, I, I cast a vision to our youth dream team is like, Hey, listen, if those students are talking in that room about life or what they're going through, or, you know, when we break into our smaller groups, mm-hmm. so we break into pretty much a connect group yeah. inside of a Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're talking, that's a win. Yeah. Like if they are yes. expressing the things that they're walking through, that is a win for me. You have yep. one for the night. So yeah, it's huge. And and I think it's a vital place and a safe place. And the conversations that take place here are some of the most life-giving and, mm-hmm. and just real and authentic. And it's a, a safe place for them to get to share that mm-hmm. uh, and, and to seek advice and not from Google, you know? Yes, <laughs> from exactly. A, yeah, from God's word. 
So if you have students, if you are a student, middle school, high school age, come join us on a Wednesday night. I know that Susie and her team would love to have you guys there. One more question for you, Susie, and this is just going to be kind of a random one because we like to give people resources at the end of our podcast. And so I just want to ask you off the top of your head. Okay. Are there any books, studies, something that you've listened to? This does not even relate to student ministry. Oh, I had an answer for that one. (laughs) You can give that. But something that is really in your journey of faith. Okay. What are a couple of things that you've read or done that have impacted you the most? Mm. That is such a tough question. Um, okay, what's your student ministry one? <laughs> oh, intentional youth ministry by okay. Matt Moore. That is okay. like the easiest. Like, okay, but but um, oh my gosh! But it, you know what's been so funny? And here's what I'll say. And let me just start off with this, just because I have. Oh, this is going to sound so just. Typical Christian answer, but okay. I, there has never been something that I've read that I've, cause I actually am not a reader. You know Mm -hmm. this about me. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. I guys, if if you are out there and you struggle with reading, I feel you so much. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I feel you. Um, I have always struggled with the desire of reading. I love the outcome of reading, but I never want to read. Mm -hmm. Like if you tell me that there is a a movie out there for a book, I am 100% (laughs) going to go watch the movie. And I'm not one of those that cares what details I'm missing in the book. So for me, reading has been really tough. Um, but, oh, so my Christian answer is that I have just loved, there has never been a book that I've loved more than reading God's word. And that's for me started with the devotionals that we pass out Mm -hmm. actually. And so those daily devotionals I would take and I would, I would read those and they would start to get me to, um, read God's word in a way that I was like, okay, what Sure, I've I've read the story of Jonah. Sure, I've read this story mm-hmm. of Abraham. But what does that mean for me? And mm. so it started to help me really apply God's word, and it made God's word come alive to me. Love it. So my whole life, God's word was just people telling me stories and just reading me it. And I was like, okay, but what does it mean? Like, mm-hmm. why do we even take the time to read this? And I think that's why a lot of people think that um, the Bible is not irrelevant anymore mm-hmm. is because sometimes they've heard God's word through the context of like, here's just a bunch of yes. stories, not how does God's word apply to my life? Yep. Like what is God trying to speak to me mm-hmm. through his word? And so when it, that flipped for me and I started reading God's word through the context of like, Hey God, what are you trying to show me? What are you trying yeah. to speak to me? What are you trying to teach me to apply? Mm-hmm. It just came alive. And then I fell so in love with God's word that other books are so good and they are so resourceful, but nothing compares to my Devo time. I would would agree with that. Like nothing. In my life too. But there have been, I mean, you've given me so many good books. Atomic Habits was good for me because Mm -hmm. I am a scatterbrain. And so that was a good one. I know you guys talked about that on here. You don't Um, have to, like, I loved your answer and I I think that's phenomenal. (laughs) And I do think if people can move to that place of- how does this apply to me? It can really oh yeah, change everything. And so, and there's also like, I've even just, so recently I just was reading through the book of Psalms and I was like not understanding anything because I do mm-hmm. not get poetry at all. I was like, I don't know what these people are talking yeah. about. And so I ended up finding a commentary that kind of helped me break mm-hmm. down some of the mm-hmm. stuff that was happening in the Psalms. And yeah. so I think that that's been a huge resource for me because I was getting very frustrated. I've yeah. never been frustrated reading God's word yeah. until I got to Psalms. And then this commentary has really helped a lot. So even just- Oh, there's so many great resources out yeah. there to help 
understand and like mm-hmm. unpack and get other precepts. perspectives. Yeah. Like, precept I'm, studies. Precepts, There's so yeah. many things. And I, I think we do, everything needs to go back to God's word. Even if mm-hmm. we read a book, hear a message, yep. whatever, we have to understand what that word says yep. from that source rather than just taking it, mm-hmm. you know, from everywhere else. So I think it's a great mm-hmm. resource practice, yeah. you know, that we can have that, that really applies to our life. Okay. Yep. And so, that would be my only thing is the 21 irrefutable laws of leadership by John Maxwell. Okay. What I loved about that Devo is he tied it into biblical stories and it was so cool. So there's Susie's there resource and our time is up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Thank up. you guys so much for hanging out with us today. Hopefully we will see you guys back here next week. And don't forget, bring your students to Coastal Youth Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Absolutely. Have a great week.